0: Hello friends and welcome to Monday's edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town Pod. It's a very, very happy Monday. I hope you weekended well. Ipswich Town certainly did. They thrashed Championship Rotherham in the FA Cup through to the fourth round. Fantastic. And they're also making signings, early doors. This is not what we're used to. It's very exciting. I'm Mark Heath. I'm here to talk about it with the Hutchman, Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren and the bearded prospect. The one who will soon be independently mobile, hopefully. We'll get to that in due course. Roscoe, Hutchie, first of all, how are you? You just suffered what can only be described as a terrible bout of cramp.
1: Yeah, that's horrendous. That is a sign of... I don't know what that says about me, but I've I've just had a horrendous cramp while sat, sat at my desk. It's pathetic, think, isn't it, quite frankly? I
0: think, I think that means that you're probably dehydrated, mate. So um, I hope you've... you've, you've not possible.
1: You... I no. drink so much water. No, it's not. It can't be that. It can't be. I drink... I drink too much water. I waterboard myself. It's ridiculous. I in that case, that. maybe
0: you've gone the other way and you've flushed out all the electrolytes that you need in your body by constant water intake. You must, you must be slashing like a a racehorse. Uh,
1: if we delve, if we're delving deep into that, um, uh, kind of few, few and far between in that regard. Like when they when I go through. <laughs> Oh my word! Yeah, come on, keep go, it going. Let's yeah, yes, keep going, boy. I keep it going, boy. Um, when I go for a wee, market, it's 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 a it's a full load of of wee coming out. It's. Um, Does it sound
0: like Niagara Falls when you enter? Yeah, that?
1: I've got good. The flow's good. good. A good yep, stream. Yeah, got good stream. The flow's good. Um, so I got no issues there. Thank you very much. And um, but I did have cramp. we're... Oh, yeah. Swings and roundabouts. How, how, how are handabouts. you? you all right? I'm
0: okay. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Um, I haven't yes. cried yet on today's show, which is a, which is a bonus from last week. Apologies, friends. Um Rosco, let's bring you in now. Have you cried today?
2: Um uh, no, but I have had two peas. I've peed a lot this morning. Um Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. My my stream is fine as well, I think.
0: It should be at your age. We've all yeah. got we've all got healthy prostates. That's good news. Um mine's probably starting to fail as I as I enter middle age or consolidate middle age this is not how i expected to start this pod given that town won at the weekend and we've made signings now we're talking about our prostates anyway should we move on yeah which town have made signings it's january the 9th friends and there's already two new players in the building this is not what we're used to at all massimo Longo has signed since we last spoke and then very excitingly last night we got the striker george hurst in through the door on loan for the rest of the season from leicester city andy we've already talked about this for a George Hurst signs video. So we've done a, a dry, a dry run, a bit of a rehearsal. Would you like to repeat what you said about George Hurst signing and add flourish, please?
1: Here comes the flourish. Um just in, in general. These are early signings and it's great. Um, Ipswich didn't have time to lose, that, that that they are trying to win promotion from this league. They can't wait till J- January the 30th to, to do the business that they want to do. We know they've got big games between now and then. So doing it early is brilliant, brilliant business. Clearly deals, both of which were in the works prior to January. Um, Luongo was already training here. And George Hurst, uh, who I'm going to talk about now with Flourish, Um clearly was in discussions before um before the window opened he's a striker they've trailed since the summer he's a striker they really like and while there are some there's some unproven parts of george hurst um i'm just excited that they have got a player that kieran mckenna clearly rates very highly because um he was top of the striker target list in the summer they didn't get him he went to the championship in blackburn Blackburn, he couldn't resist a crack at the championship, which was a good thing because that was the next step for him to have a go at that. Didn't quite work out, um, and Ips- Ipswich have clearly looked at that, seen it hasn't worked out, and, um, and moved on it. Um, so I'm, I'm 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 quietly confident about that, just because of how highly they regard him. They've got the man that they wanted, and and they've got him on um, on January the eighth. So that's um that's all good for me. Mm. Roscoe, I haven't spoken to you about George Hurst
0: as yet. What do you make of it? We've got the striker in the building. Ashton, as is his want, is being relentless, as he always bangs on about in January. He's got his massive ball bags out. He's whacked him on the table. He's got George Hurst in the building. How are you feeling about it?
2: Um, I'm not excited about it because he hasn't,
0: you know... You're not excited about it.
2: Like, it's not like, wow, what a signing. But then... You know who is going to drop down to League One in January? When I'm sure there'll be other championship clubs, you know, you know, looking about. But um, you know, last year he scored a good good amount of goals for Pompey. Um, I mean, the second half of last season it hasn't worked out at Blackburn, but I think Blackburn have got like a hundred strikers, so he was never going to break through there, I don't think. Um, but now I've watched his goals back for Pompey once again. You know, it just shows the goals. It doesn't show maybe he's misses. You know, he's maybe not so good shots, but um i've liked the goals he scored you know rode clinical in the box can head a ball which is good six foot four striker um and i'm sure he's got a lot of promise because he wouldn't be at leicester if he hadn't got a bit of promise so uh but no as i said i was i'm not excited about it but it's a solid signing and i'm liking the deals getting done early doors
0: mm. can i ask you also ross as our resident young person you captured a picture of him in the director's box didn't you at the weekend mm-hmm. what did you make of his threads
2: they're okay. Once again, I'm not most stylish. As you know, I just wear Adidas. So whatever he's wearing, I'm sure he's very expensive. Um, he, he had a blanket, which, you know, like I know all of our, I, I don't want a blanket at home when we do this podcast, but in a stand at football, yeah, Hatchy's got a blanket because, yeah, keep, you know, nice and warm. But in, at a football match, <coughs> not for me. Um, but he looks stylish, doesn't he? He looks up to date with um, the current
1: range of clothing. <laughs> That is one of the most old <laughs> old people things I've ever heard you say in my life. You're in your mid twenties. Yeah. yeah, he's but up not. to date. He's up to date with the current range of clothing as yeah. well. Haircut as well, he's, he's all got, that. got a haircut. He's yeah. got a haircut. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll
0: all be. I'm sure they'll be dressing identically. Whatever. That's what happens with footballers, isn't it? Hutchie, you obviously now you've got common ground with Hurst so when you get to speak to him. You're both blanket enthusiasts.
1: Both got a haircut as well so uh,
0: what's uh, happened to yours because you were rocking like the, the Declan Rice kind of trendy footballers cut not too long ago does it just need a little bit of touching up
1: oh uh, mate within two weeks it needs doing again and I'm not getting my hair cut every two weeks I've not no one's t- thing is no one's taking pictures of me with a long lens so I don't need to I don't need to look good um so that'll be another couple of weeks before that gets done again um what what did you ask me I asked you about
0: your, your enthusiasm for blankets and what you share with Hurst
1: yeah, I think that that is probably the end of the things that I share with George Hurst, if I'm being completely honest, the, the blanket. I, I sit here with a blanket all day, every day while I'm working on my legs. Do I, I see yours as M&M's blanket? Yeah, it's my daughter's M&M's blanket that uh, some friends bought her from M&M World when she was about two. Um, I've stolen that. So, I love
0: M&M's, up. peanut M&M's, are one of my biggest weaknesses, as an aside. And there is the peanut M&M, fantastic. Yeah. That's a beautiful little blanket, actually. Hutchie it looks nice and warm. Anyway, we're digressing here, Andy. Um, I should ask you, please put that down. It's disconcerting. Are you going to be naked now? No, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I should ask you, George Hurst, then, Hutchie, what are you expecting from him? What do we know about him as a player? And is he going to be number one with a bullet at this club? Is he going to go straight in and be the striker?
1: He look. He looks well rounded to me. He's he's got the physical attributes that that Kieran McKenna likes. Uh, he's he's mobile. He's he's big. Um, he can attack a ball with his head, and he does he does attack the ball with his head. It's not just a sort of a token head head the ball into a net. It's a he's that if you look at his goals, there's kind of a proper attacking of the ball there. Um, I think. I think he and Ladapo are gonna are gonna dovetail. Um, not on the pitch at the same time, but I think um, I don't think this is suddenly going to be. They've signed an out and out number nine who starts ten games in a row. Um, I don't I don't think that's going to to change how Kieran McKenna's operated up there. We'll talk about the Rotherham game later, but obviously, anyone who saw it saw a very very good Freddie Ladapo performance. He's not suddenly going to just drop out of the picture, but. In Hurst, they now have a, a genuine kind of up-top number nine um, alternative there. Uh, Caden Jackson, again, we'll talk about the Rotherham game later, but Caden Jackson, we've been saying for weeks, looks better as a wide player. I like him as a wide player and he, he I think he had a good game at the weekend. Mm. Um, so he can maybe shift into that role as well as obviously he'll have he'll have games where he plays up, up top, but I think Ladapo and Hurst are going to, are going to work together to, to fill that position for Ips- Ipswich. Um, both will get on the pitch in every match, be it from the start or from the bench, and um, real adds another another layer of strength to a to a team that's that's topped the the goal scoring um, t- table in League One for a long long stages of the season. Mm. There's
0: a couple more, more bits of spicy, <clears throat> interesting narrative, isn't there, around Hurst? One is he's the son of a Sheffield Wednesday legend. And, and Town clearly are going to be competing with with the Owls for the rest of the season to get into that top two. And two, he's wearing the number made famous by an Ipswich Town legend, a striker who they signed
1: in the middle of a promotion push, who got
0: them promoted.
1: Heavyweight, um, the number 27 shirt George Hurst will be wearing. Um, as you say, Marcus Stewart's first sort of six months as, a, as an Ipswich town player saw him wear 27 before he switched to 11 and in that time he scored on his debut scored on his in his second game against the team they signed in for scored two goals in a playoff semi-final and then a brilliant goal in a playoff final um that's quite a quite a resume in that 27 shirt it's um and it's not gone unnoticed that he's wearing that. And, and obviously, leading into January, we're talking about striker signings and, and the comparison throughout was we need we need a Marcus Stewart for 2023. Um, got, got to be said, Hurst Hurst doesn't come with the resume that that Marcus had at, at at that time. I think he had nearly 70 goals in three seasons for Huddersfield in the Championship or League uh, Division One as it was at the time. So I think it's maybe a bit premature and maybe a bit unfair to make those comparisons, but they, they will be made. Um, mm. But special special deals for special players like Marcus Stewart don't come along very, very often. So it's going to take some doing to live up to that, but I don't think George Hurst needs to live up to that and match that to be a big part of what Town are trying to do here. Um, he, he doesn't need to. Um, he can still make a really big contribution um, without hitting hitting those heights. So, I, I, I like the signing. I'm most sort of buoyed by just how much they wanted him. This is a player they really wanted. Um, and when it, Ipswich have signed players they've really wanted, a lot of them have, have kind of come off under under Ashton and, and McKenna in the past. So um, that's the thing that kind of gives me the most heart about it, is just just how highly they rate him and how much they want him. Okay, so striker
0: in the building, Roscoe, in the before I press record, I'd said briefly what the plan was for the podcast I said let slightly less excitingly they've signed Massimo Luongo and you started wagging your finger at me um so having said that you're not that excited about George Hurst are you more excited then about the capture of Massimo Luongo
2: can I say one more thing about George Hurst by the way yes of course um of course, he's got a good connection with Marcus Harness because the last year they played together at Pompey. Yep. I think I think three goals, three of these goals that Marcus Harness was involved in. Um, so that's a nice little connection there. But Massimo Luongo, I just love Sam Massimo Luongo. I think Massimo is a great name. Um, There's a funny little story actually with um, with somebody that I know called Tom, but we don't actually call him Tom. We just call him Massimo because um, basically we're at like a hotel, and behind him was a sign that said Massimo, and we just from there on we just called him Massimo um so that's just it's just it's just funny i'm sure i think tom's listening so hi tom massimo actually um but yeah experienced (laughs) midfielder anyway (laughs) that is that
0: (laughs) is a funny story ross
2: (laughs) cool (laughs) cool
1: cool story bro yeah
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah. um where do we go from here
0: uh talk about luongo as a player instead of
1: your mate tom is is that the thing that excites you most about massimo luongo
2: no, 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 no. of course not, of course not. But it's just a little funny story that someone called, Oh uh, yeah, Massimo. Because Massimo is a right, very you, you know, unique name, isn't it? But enough of that, that's just stupid. Where are we going with this? What do I you don't think, what do you think about it as a player? Ma-
1: Massimo's a fairly kind of common Italian name. <laughs> yeah, true.
2: Yeah. Um, not, like, we hadn't had a player called Massimo until of course, Massimo signed for us back in, of course, for Maloney. Don't remember that loan spell. That was 10 years ago. I was 12.
1: Um, are you high? What's going on? No. <laughs> um, you I'm were 12. excited. Yeah. How old are you how old are you now? 26. So when do you Massimo was here sorry. 10 years ago? Ten years ago. Oh 16,
2: sorry, my bad. No, um, <laughs> I it. um but yeah, experienced midfielder. Um Excellent. part of Sheffield Wednesday's team. Um got to the playoffs. Um of course had some injuries, setbacks, but I like him. I think good at you know good backup for Lee Evans if Lee Evans gets injured again. Of course, Don mm-hmm. Ball's out for the season, um, but no, I like I like this this signing. Of course, Cameron Humphrey though it's been unbelievable. Um, mm. So another player for him to sort of be around, experienced player, thirty. Um, I'm sure he, McKenna's got a lot of info from Michael Carrick because you know good friends with him and bar and of course where he's come from. But um, no, I'm excited about that one because the experience and his name. Excellent. Um, we'll talk about Cameron Humphreys. I want to have a proper chat about
0: Cameron Humphreys later in the Rotherham chat. Um, just as an aside, what you say, Massimo Longo is fun to say. What's the funniest footballer's name to say? I'm going to say Killian Mbappe. That's lovely to say. That rolls off the tongue. Any 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 further advances on that?
2: Gassana had, <laughs>
0: oh. Gassana had me. Hadme. had me. Did you say Lee Evans, actually? Oh, that's yeah. you all. That's you all over in it. <laughs> That's you all over. And please, Watson's not here, otherwise you'll start quoting the office at each other now. Um what do you make of Massimo Wango signing Hutchie? It's on paper, it looks like a it does look like a nice bit of business.
1: Yeah, it's solid it's solid. Um I, I would describe it as solid. Um surprised we didn't see him at all at the weekend, um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but I think he maybe adds the midfield unit as a whole what what it needs. Um someone to break up play. Sort of f- and facilitate others basically, replace Don Ball, and, and that's what I think they needed to do between now and the end of the season. So I think they've done it, they've done it in a fuss free way. Um, and they've done it early, which again was, is just really important. He's when he's fit and firing, he's a really good player. I've, I've, I he's a very different player to the one I've, I know. He, I, I watched Massimo quite a lot in his younger years for three years or so. Um, At Swindon, he was a bit more of a box-to-box player then, um, but he's dropped a little bit back now as more of a holder, break-up play, bring others into it, and um, I'm sure he'll he'll have an impact at at certain points between Mm. now and the end of the season. Okay, so two in the door. Where are we with the rest of them, Hutchie? We know Nathan Broadhead
0: uh, was in Suffolk as well at the weekend, although we didn't see a picture of him. Uh, A seven-figure deal has been agreed so now it's all on the old personal terms and whether or not he wants to be here. And also, what does what does the capture of the likes of Luongo mean for for people who have also been linked with? Obviously, Jack Taylor at Peterborough was, was a name we know they were interested in.
1: They're different players. Jack, Jack Taylor and Luongo are different kinds of players. Um, it removes the urgency for a central midfield player. Um, and I think it probably... I wouldn't ever say that it... Kind of ends or means a deal is dead um, because he's clearly just like George Hurst. He's a player they've liked since last summer. They were wor- working on something last summer and have been again now. Um, I'd be surprised if that one happened, but not but not shocked. Um, Broadhead, as you say, was here, and that's a very good sign. Um, they're working on stuff; it's not done, um, but the kind of the piece with Everton is so it's all about, like, as you say. Whether he wants to commit, like a good, the good, a good chunk of his career to signing for Ipswich. Um, my gut feeling, and it is only a gut feeling, is that once you get somebody here, I think it, Ipswich have got the tools in their arsenal to convince somebody Like you couldn't have not been impressed with what you saw against Rotherham. The stadium, the atmosphere was good, even though the crowd was smaller. Um, the team played very well. Kieran McKenna is very impressive. Mark Ashton can sell the club very, very well. We know that. So my gut feeling is that they probably will get that one done. That's, that is mm. that is just a gut feeling, though. Um, and then um, that gives us more than two weeks of a, of a transfer window to see what else happens Happens from there. I'd be surprised if there wasn't at least one more after that.
0: Mm. Yeah. If recent form on this podcast is anything to go by, um, Broadhead will probably sign at about 7 o'clock tonight. Um, rendering most of what we're talking about old. That's the way it goes, unfortunately. Uh, Rossi, Nathan Broadhead, if that does indeed happen, would you be excited about that?
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Because it's a permanent signing. Um, George Hersch, you know, you never know. That could be a permanent signing in the long term, but, you know, that'd be a big fee. But Nathan Broadhead is going to be another big fee. But you know, has scored goals in the championship, uh, did really well against Sunderland, uh, for Sunderland last season. I wasn't at the game where he scored against Hannah Port Road. Of course, McKenna's like first game at, when he got appointed. Mm. But um, no, I, I like the sound, though, from Broadhead. Um, a player that can play different positions, um, which is McKenna's sort of favourite thing, you know, a, a, a versatile player. So um, no, I'm excited about that one.
0: Where would you see um, Hutchie Broadhead, if he does indeed end up signing, where
1: would you see him playing in this side? I think he'd have his moments up top but again gut feeling for me is that you could see him coming off the left or or, or playing a bit deeper behind one of Hurst or Ladapo I think he he'll slot into that attacking sort of attacking unit I think McKenna likes versatile players he doesn't necessarily like labeling players with positions he he's a forward I think he's versatile within that and I, I like the attributes that he has so that one um that one enthuses me greatly if that one if they could do that one I'm, I'm really i'm i think that could be a really good capture for them who could play anywhere up top and that's um that's a really good weapon to have yeah you've consistently said haven't you that
0: broadhead's the one that you you really impressed with if it if it does happen um what about the window as a whole in because because going into january clearly that the talk was oh we've got to sign a striker we need to make a splash we've got to make big big signings so They've signed Luongo. They've signed Hearst. They may be about to sell in Broadhead. And we talked about them needing maybe three or four players, maybe a defender as well. If that ends up being the sum total of the business, would you be happy with that? Do you think fans will be happy with that? Is it is it enough of a a big, exciting, splash-style transfer window?
1: Yes, for me. Um, you've got to remember Ipswich are in League One. Like... It, it, splash Splash! signing, you can't really go out mm. and do much more than that, if I'm completely honest. Well, you can't convince like Ben Brereton to leave Blackburn to come to Ipswich. You can't do that. What you can do is sign a player that fits all your attributes that you like, like Hurst and scored 13 goals after Christmas last season in this same division. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can sign a if they get this deal done, you can sign a player who was part of a promotion-winning team last season, um, and was a key part of that promotion-winning team last season, and has scored a few goals in the championship this season. With a good upside to him in Broadhead, you can do that. And then, if you're looking for kind of someone to bulk out a midfield unit, which I think is kind of what they what they were looking to do with the midfielder, I don't think that needed to be a splash signing mm. there but you've got one who's played most of his career in the Championship, um, has been capped 43 times for Australia, has been to two World Cups and was part of the Sheffield Wednesday team last season. Yes, question marks over some fitness, but if you're bulking out a midfield unit with with a specific set of attributes to make that position on the pitch a bit more rounded, what more can you do than mm. than someone like Massimo Luongo? Um I'd be very happy. I am very happy with what they're doing in January. Cautiously optimistic about it. Um, and i do not 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 sure they could have done an awful lot more. So um, I'm, I'm impressed. Mm.
0: It's also nice they're strengthening ahead of this big game at the weekend, isn't it, Plymouth? Um, Roscoe, you're our, our link to the fans. You speak to to more fans than any of us what's your sense about the, uh, the feeling around the, the transfer business? I mean, you have to say that if they do indeed sign Broadhead, spending seven figures in league one is, is in itself making
2: a splash. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We want Brenton Diaz. We know all, you know, these big, big strikers and stuff, but you gotta be real. We're a league mm. one. Okay. We've got the budget. We've got the funds, but he's not going to drop down to this level. And, you know, it's a stupid even discussion to have, but, uh, I think fans are pretty happy, you know, with George Hurst, another player that we've been chasing for a while, as, as Andy said, you know, we wanted him in the summer, didn't get him, um, but I think, once again, they're sensible signings, they're good ages as well, you know, both in their early 20s, so I think a lot of happy Town fans at the moment, because, they're, you know, these deals are getting done early, as we said at the start of the podcast, you know, normally we're, like, going in weeks and weeks, oh, we're going to make these signings, but we're like for January. We've got Massimo Loango in and George Hurst and Nathan Broadhead hopefully could be happening this week, maybe today. You never know. Um so yeah, a lot of happy town fans I'm sure.
0: Anything else to mention, Hutchy, on the transfer stuff before we move to the also exciting thrashing of a championship side from the weekend.
1: No, I don't think so. Um I think we covered everything with the with the signings um and we'll be will be back if there's any more.
0: We will indeed, yeah. Don't you worry about that. January. Eh? Gotta love it. Um right then, Hutchie. Let's go. Portman Road weekend. I flippantly said no one cares about the FA Cup because I'm a bloody idiot, of course. Fifteen thousand plus in Portman Road at the weekend. Ipswich Town played a championship side, a side they struggled with always in League One, and they bloody tonked them. They pumped them four one. Your thoughts, please.
1: Yeah, dominant dominant from Ipswich. It was it was it was great to watch. Um if I was a Rotherham fan right now, I'd be I'd be worried. Um, it doesn't look like Rotherham anymore. Uh, it's not Paul Warns Rotherham anymore. Um, that being said, though, all Ipswich can do is beat what's in front of them, and they did that. They did that very very thoroughly. A few a few little moments here and there of of, of concern, but ultimately Ipswich were the better team throughout. Scored the goals at the right times when they needed to, and um, into round four. Yeah, very impressive. Good atmosphere too
0: the the first time in round four since 2010 which we' were trying to remember on the last pod when that might have been it was it was a bloody long time uh, rossi you were about four in 2010 something like that um what did you make of it it was good wasn't it impressive
2: yeah very impressive performance against you can sort of say rob bo- bogey side you know we play them it's normally a one that will defeat or whatever like that but now a very impressive performance and uh yeah to think I was in high school the last time we won an FA Cup fourth round high, or third round high, sorry. So, uh, yeah, it's just nice to be in the fourth round of the hat. Uh, we'll get on to the draw in a minute. But, yeah, a great win against a championship side. Okay, they're, they're struggling at the moment, but it was a good test for us against, you know, Rotherham have got some good players. Okay, it's not the Rotherham of old, but they've got some mm. decent players. But, uh, yeah, well done, Town.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, right then, Hutchie, you mentioned it earlier, impressed with the likes of Jackson, Ladapo and Humphreys, now's your time to wax lyrical about them and what else impressed you. Who do you who do you want me to talk I about? I want to hear about Big Fred because I bloody love Big Fred. On you go.
1: <laughs> you do, don't you? Um yeah. yeah, he's um he spoke he did a really good interview in the lead up to this game about about um motivations, playing his old team, Rotherham, playing Plymouth next week, and other of his old teams, playing at a time when uh, pretty clearly, strikers will be signed. Little did we know that he would be playing this game with that said striker sat in the director's box. I don't know if he knew that or not. Probably not at that point. I'm, I'm sure he's. They were all far too locked in on, on the game to be being told about um, players being in the stands. But to, to, to deliver a performance like that, having kind of said the day before that he about how just how motivated he was, um, was really impressive and the, the sign of. Everything that's good about Freddie Ladapo. There's been times where you where you're a little bit concerned about a few a few things from some performances from Freddie Ladapo, but this was a an example of everything that's good about him. He worked hard. He put himself about. He won a penalty. Good strength with his back to goal, Some good touches to bring players into the game. Um, and obviously, most importantly, produced a really calm, assured piece of ice cool finishing to skip mm. around the goalkeeper and then put the ball in the back of the net Re- really pleased for him um and showed just why he's he's not going to fade into the background here with with Hurst arriving he's going to be at the focal point of things along with Hurst with the support that I think he needed um talked in the summer about I- Ipswich needing a Batman and a Robin um which one of those is which I don't know now um but they've got they've got They've got a dynamic duo, a pair up front that they can um, that they can they can work together, even if they're not going to be on the pitch together at the same time. But everything that was good about Ladapo was highlighted here, and um, the smile on his face said it all. I think
0: mm. you always want to be Batman, don't you? In that, I mean, no one wants to be Robin. Robin's lame. Batman's cool. I always want to be Batman. Uh, Rossi, Ladapo, if he is indeed Batman, he took that goal really well. I thought because um, he had a fair bit to do. First of all, dink it around the keeper. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, and then to finish from the area he was with the defender running back to, to block the the shot, I thought he did really well.
2: Yeah, cool as ice, Fred. Um, good little celebration, Fred again, DJ. Um, but yeah, it's great to see Fred. Is you know, he's, he's a player that I, I like as well. When, when, when he signed for us, I thought he was a solid sign and you know, scored at this level. I know he's had a few um critics, but I, I like him. Um, and yeah, to, to have you know, he because yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't have known, but have George Hurst in the stand. because George Hurst must be going, That's my competition there. And oh, he scored mm. a good goal there. He's won a free, quite like a, a penalty. Um, but no, you yeah, know, playing against your former club, you always want to score and you always wonder, like, what he celebrate And he did celebrate. Um, maybe he hasn't got that big connection there because I think, once again, he, I think he had a bit of a, a, a very 50 50 relationship with Rotherham fans because once again, he he scored goals, but then times he weren't great. But uh, but nah, good to see Fred score. Um, and I think it's going to be a healthy competition, as Andy said. Just have options there. They'll work off each other. And um, it's just good to see. Coachie, you and Stu are Batman and Robin. Who's Batman?
1: Um, I would say that Stu is Batman. Oh. There's nothing wrong with Robin. There is.
0: Robin's lame. Let's be honest. No one wants to be Robin. You're not Robin. Stu so is. I am the Batman. <laughs> oh dear. Have you watched the new Batman yet, by the way? As a digression, The Batman with Robert Patterson, him off uh off Twilight.
1: I have actually, yeah. Did you like this it? This is this is amazing, isn't it? We're talking about a film that I've seen. Unbelievable. Yeah. Did you uh, like? Did, did I like it, boy? Um, like it. I did. I thought I thought I was right nice. <laughs> I thought I was right nice, boy. That was a good film. That was all right, boy. Um, yeah, it was okay. It, it didn't didn't stack up to the um, the Christopher Nolan ones to me. Mm. For I, me. Bloody oh, lo- a... I bloody loved it.
0: I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was a yeah, good Batman film. Since, since Dark Knight. And Dark Knight is top three all time for me as a film. Anyway, I'm digressing. I don't know how we've gone to Batman and Robin from this. But let, let's talk about other players, shall we? You mentioned Jackson. You mentioned Humphreys. I want to keep Humphreys as a special conversation. So do you want to wax lyrical lyric about Jackson and anyone else that you, you liked on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think waxing lyrical might be a bit of a, a stretch, but um, yeah, I, I like I like Caden Jackson as a wide, as a wide player. He works hard. He during the first kind of 20, 25 minutes, um, he was the focal point of Town's attack. They they looked to use him there, and he was effective. The final ball isn't always there, but it but what his final balls do is they they always cause danger, whether they're like on the money for teammates or not. Sometimes they're not, but they, they cause problems. He's clearly worked on his balls into the box. Um and he delivered one that, that Humphreys put away and, and he's a he's a danger over there. He's his pressing, his hard work is a big part of the team. Um I think he, he adds he really does add something to, to McKenna's side. And he's beginning to add that versatility as well, which is something that McKenna likes. He's he's adding that. So um I still think even with Hurst signing, I don't think that's gonna make his role any less. I still think we'll see plenty of Caden Jackson um between now and the end of the season. So um yeah, I thought he had a good game. I thought it was solid across the across the pitch, really. Um obviously obviously Humphreys will talk about, but came Vincent Young had a good solid game. Um George Edmondson back in the team had a solid game. Leaf Davis um played well. Connor Chaplin always plays to a certain minimum standard um often well exceeds that but you know what you're going to get as a base level from Chaplin. he gave us that again um yeah just everybody you have everybody has to play well to be a championship team for one so mm. um and and that's what and that's what they did
0: mm. shall we start on humphries then because i think humphries is a really interesting chat first of all rossi again having praised the uh, freddie for his finish i thought humphries took that goal Really well. You maybe don't realise watching it live, but certainly on the replay, Connor Chaplin's fallen over right in front of him as he as he comes to strike the ball. And that's got I mean, that would be off-putting to put that out of your mind. You want to shoot round the person who's just fallen over in front of you. So to score that shows a maturity, which is which is great. Um, what did you make of him on Saturday?
2: Yeah, such a mature young man. He speaks so well. Um, I'm sure Andy will say that later, but um, you know, he, he did press presser after the game and I was in the in the room when Andy was asking questions I just thought he's definitely not a 19 year old in here that's a 30 year old who's made 500 appearances it's like a Richard Keogh sitting there yeah. Um, so impressed by that sort of thing but on the pitch yeah once again you know it just his age it just it just it surprises you you know 19 and he's just bossing that midfield um, he's now scored three different goals he's got a fantastic goal against Port Vale scored a header against Lincoln on New Year's, um, the 2nd of Jan. And then, yeah, Connor Chaplin, well done for slipping over. And uh, yeah, a nice, you know, calm finish there from Cameron Humphreys. But yeah, he's just, he's impressive week in, week out. And maybe Kieran Dyer was right. He's the second best midfielder at the football club because he's, mm. he's impressing me at every game he plays. And it's just, it's good to see.
0: The thing about Humphreys, it's interesting as well. It's actually often when we have these kind of younger players who come in and do really well, they're almost kind of freaks of nature they're sort of man child type specimens like Connor wickham who was a like a 26 year old man in a 16 year old boy's body but Humphreys is, is still pretty slight isn't he he's not like a big unit of a, of a man who's just using physical advantages um he everything around his game is quality
1: yeah he's technically very very good in, mm. in terms of the kind of the man child thing that that comes in kind of his attitude i think i think that's hmm. his su- his super strength because it's not it's not just that he's good at doing interviews um which he is uh, and a, a mark of that is that he's able to ho- hold eye contact with somebody which is something that not all fo- young yeah. footballers are, are able to do as is um you, you don't get a good football career if you're being good at interviews um but he he takes that level of maturity onto the pitch as well he's he's telling senior teammates where they need to be or what they've done wrong he's he's kind of giving instructions as every player needs to do it's not just a cap we've talked about Ipswich teams lacking leadership in the past they're getting some leadership from a 19 year old Mm. Um, and that's I think that's probably what's allowed him to as well as a really good technical ability that's what's allowed Cameron Humphreys to kind of be the the first team influence that he has been because you're right when these young players break in they do what you do have to have some kind of kind of adult traits to you Mm. um and and cabins is in his attitude and approach um as well as possessing some obviously being a a very very technically gifted football player he's going to need to get bigger he's going to need to his he's going to need to Kind of grow and mm. bulk up a little bit. Um, if he's going to sort of rocket up the the pyramid, hopefully with Ipswich. Um, but you can't not be excited about what he what he could be. And it, look, he's a first team player now, genuine first team player now. But the excitement is what he could be in the future. Mm. Right then, here's a real <laughs> crux of the conversation I want to have. You mentioned there what he could be.
0: Should Cameron Humphreys be a starter in the Citrus Town side. We know that Moors and Evans are the, are the midfield pair. So is he worthy of replacing, I guess you'd say, Evans? And if he's not, which I probably think you're going to say, do we have to work out a way of getting him in this starting lineup? Do we need to think about a 4 3 3, given the sort of players that we're looking at bringing in as well? What do you reckon, Hutchie?
1: Um, no, and no. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think he's in the perf I think I think Cameron Humphreys is in the perfect role for him right now as being the kind of technically gifted high upside trusted relief player who can um, he's versatile he'll start games of course he's going to start games but I don't think you need to re- reshuffling and building a team around a 19 year old I think Evans and Morsi are a bona fide league 1 um strong central midfield pairing. I'd, I'd be starting them still. Um, there's an, an awful lot of good players that you're going to need to get into the upper end of the pitch as well. Mm. Just let him keep developing in the role that he's in. He's had a brilliant game in an FA Cup game here. Um, may well play the, the Burnley game. Who knows? Um, and he will play games between now and the end of the season. But I think he's on a perfect level at the moment for his development and I would I would keep him going. You agree, agree with that, going.
0: You agree with that, Rossi?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think
2: yeah, I completely agree with Andy. Um I think, yeah, once again we, we like to see young players, don't we? You know, our uh, youth youth grad- graduates coming in and starting week in, week out, you know, he's one of our own. But I think what Mikel has done so far is is, is been fantastic. You know, he, he's had to go in the deep end very quickly sometimes because the injuries to um Lee Evans and Don Bull um, but no, I think I think Burnley game would be a great test for him against the championship side who are doing really well. Um, but yeah, give, give him time. But yeah, it's been good to see him play, you know, a few times this season.
0: Where would you rate him in, in terms of recent um town products, Rossi?
2: He's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. He's he's progressed quicker than I thought. Um, you know, I always thought he was a decent player when he played final twenty three, he's under 18s, you know, part of that youth cup. You know, mm. Semi final team, um, but he's definitely up there. He's and we've had a lot of you know midfielders, midfielders actually is probably our, our best sort of position in terms of youth graduates. You know, we've had you know the likes of Flynn Downs, Teddy Bishop, um, you know, Liam Gibbs, who's gone to them up the road um, in recent times. But that position has been a, a key position in terms of you know players you know progressing into them in the midfield. Um, but he's definitely up there for me in the last five years. Um And, yeah, I'm just still impressed by him week in, week out and, you know, his interviews and just how he conducts himself on the pitch, which is good. Mm,
0: fantastic. Right then, any other notes from Rotherham before we talk about the next round? Hutch, is there anything else you want to mention?
1: Just how, how good the atmosphere was. Mm. Um A crowd, as ridiculous as this seems, getting on for half, a half of what we expect at Portman Road at the moment. Um, for this game, that's a good crowd for the FA Cup. It's um, a great
0: crowd. I mean, not too long ago, fifteen thousand was was a was a fairly
1: standard crowd for for town in League One, wasn't it? Or mm. indeed, sometimes in the Championship. But the but the atmosphere was great. Um Big yeah. crowds don't big crowds at Portman Road don't always mean great atmospheres. That it, it it doesn't necessarily kind of correlate like that. So this was obviously a really good performance to get behind. um And the the fans did that brilliantly. It was one of the the best atmospheres of the season, I would say. Um, Even though the the attendance was sort of 10,000 down on their average and Mm. 13,000 down on what their kind of regular crowd feels like it is at the moment. Okay. Right, then, should we move
0: on? The FA Cup draw was last night. It could have been the big boys, obviously. Uh, They ended up with Burnley at home. Burnley were absolutely flying in the Championship. You were singing Burnley praises on the last pod, actually, weren't you, actually? Saying how impressed you've been with them. So what do we make of this one then, Rossi? It's not a a big, sexy, Man United away sort of draw. Um, But it is a chance to, again, test themselves against a really good Championship side. And you'd have to say it's a winnable game again. Um, It it would be, I guess, a minor upset. But Burnley flying high in the Championship, how seriously... Are they going to take this one they don't want to take their, their eyes off the prize in the league what, what do you make of it
2: when you hear burnley it doesn't excite you does it doesn't excite you but it's a different burnley you know burnley they've they've been a premier league team the last decade mm. they've been in the premier yeah. league i know they're now in the championship but they've got vincent company in charge playing some really good football top of the league in the championship um got some really good players and i think this is a perfect tie for us because yeah Obviously, I want Spurs away or the big one of the big boys at Portman Road. Mm. But what does that really do? Okay, a good day out slash you know playing a very good team. But you want to test yourself against a good championship side. Um, at first, I was like, you know, you, you probably are a bit underwhelmed because oh, we could get anybody and we get Burnley. But it's a home tie. I love a home tie. You always want to be at Portman Road. Um, but now I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I think it'll be a decent crowd for this as well. Because, um, yeah, in recent years, we, if we got Burnley, we'd go, oh, God's sake, Burnley. But I like it. I like it. So um, bring it on.
0: Yeah, what do you make of it, Hutchie? Because this is this is going to be at home against Port, uh, Portman Road against a side that are likely to be in the, in the Premier League next season. Uh, on the paper, like Rossy says, Burnley, not the sexiest side to draw. But it's, for me, it's, it could be really interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to take it serious. To your point a second ago, they will take it seriously. If you look at their team that beat Bournemouth at the weekend, it was their league team, essentially, uh, with mm-hmm. the, odd, the odd switch here and there, I think. Um, they're very, very, very good. Um, they will be in the Premier League. They're, I would say they're unstoppable at this point. I, I watched a couple of their games over Christmas and they are, they're playing some really good football. And the kind of football you would expect, um, given who's in charge and who he played under for so many years. Um, Hmm. I think it's always quite fun when you have two promotion chasing teams playing against each other, even though they're divisions apart, they're kind of two teams with tails up similar, similar goals, just a year, uh, a division apart. Um, So yeah, I think, I think it would be a real upset if Ipswich beat them. It would be more than a minor upset. I think it obviously not dumping Arsenal or, or, or city out of the the cup but um it's more it'll be more of an upset than it would be beating bournemouth or i don't know mm. um someone like that so um yeah i think it i think it should be a really should be a really good one bring it on
0: there's some good some good results as well aren't there in fa cup this weekend boys some classic fa cup upsets rexham mm-hmm. beating coventry and a um, reminder
1: mark reminder for the tv companies don't put Middle of the road, repeat Premier League games on TV every time. Why
0: do they do that? Is it just because they don't get to show Premier League sides more often than not? So they just jump at the the boring
1: Premier I think League so. matchups. Yeah, it's like BBC and ITV. They it, look. I'm sure. I'm sure Manchester United v Everton got a much bigger TV audience than um, Chesterfield West Brom would have got mm. for them. That uh, and bottom line, yeah, it would because Man United fans are going to watch that, but. You're missing a trick. The, the Chesterfield, West Brom, an FA Cup classic. Coventry, Wrexham, an FA Cup classic. Um, but yet, yet they put on just repeat. Like Manchester City played Chelsea four days ago. <laughs> yeah. Just then the balls come out. It's the tie of the round. Like, come on. Hmm. Behave. And also, obviously,
0: Sheffield Wednesday putting Newcastle out which is another fantastic FA Cup upset I'm a Wrexham fan by the way now boys um I've mentioned that I I've subscribed to Disney Plus and there's that Welcome to Wrexham documentary on there I don't know if you've seen it it's really good really interesting mm-hmm. um and they've done it really well they've kind of really made you connect to the club so some total of that meant I watched the last 20 minutes of Wrexham beating Coventry on Welsh TV yesterday um I felt connected to it come on come on the uh the Dragons they're definitely in my uh, in my team interest now as a result of that. I'd highly recommend it if you've not seen that documentary. And also, in terms of Disney+, and I'm not being paid by Disney+, Plus to say this, they've got all the ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries on there, Hutchie, um, which are tremendous bits of TV about a range of incredible stories across a number of sports. There's a tremendous documentary called Once Brothers, um, about Vladi divax and Drazan Petrovic, the basketballers mm. who whose lives were torn apart by the civil war in Yugoslavia. Uh, it's one of the best sports documentaries ever watched. That's on there, and also if you've got kids, actually, I'm sure you can tell me there's all the uh, there's all the Disney films on there. So it's it's a great purchase all round.
1: Yeah, and welcome to the sponsorship uh <laughs> Disney Disney yeah. Disney Disney Plus. Um, yes, uh, Disney Plus was. A very good investment for us as a family. Uh, Moana's on there. Coco's on there. We're enjoying Coco at the moment. Um, yeah, we get our we get our money's worth out of Disney Plus and have done since day one. Good stuff on there, boy. Rossi, what are you watching at the moment? I'm actually
2: watching the Rex documentary as as we speak. Um my dad actually got disney plus for free for his on his phone like you know he bought a new phone and so he just gave me the code and uh, yeah i've been watching that so yeah been it's been great i've recently watched the episode where no spoilers but like they do like a a welsh sort of history sort of thing i was like this is very weird but i got a lot of knowledge about welsh stuff so um i can't speak any welsh because yeah i struggle with english sometimes so uh but yeah it's it's good series definitely watch it if you can
0: Imagine Ross trying to speak Welsh. I mean, that's a language where there's a, there's a lot of phlegm involved. Yes, um, that would be that would be that would be fun. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we'll end up playing Wrexham in the fifth round. Who knows? That'd be the Hollywood tie, wouldn't it? Literally. Right then, um, we've done forty five minutes. It's been a, a solid, tight, fact filled podcast today. Uh, Hutchy, is there anything else you want to mention? Should we play guess the shirt behind Hutchy? Rossi, you probably know this straight away. I think you should be getting it straight away. Ooh. I've got no idea, but that, oh. that shouldn't come as a surprise.
2: Can you move just a little bit so I can see the badge a tiny bit?
0: So for those not not watching, it's um it's got a orange stripe, uh with black stripes and a green stripe with the badge on it. The sponsor looks like it's Floracid, is that? Floracid or something? Do
1: you want me to bring it closer? Yeah, bring it closer. Yeah. Go on. I'm struggling with this one to be fair. So orange, black brilliant. and green
0: kit.
2: Uh, f- yeah. It's force, Dutch. Uh it Dutch? No. It. Uh, it
1: was Dutch. Can I show you?
0: Uh, what's that?
1: Uh, oh, was it was Irish? No. No. Is uh, it, okay.
0: is it Venezia? Venet- oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That, yeah, I mean, because they're known for having super cool kits, aren't they, Hutchie?
1: Well, this is, yeah, this is from before they were known for having super say, cool it's not, kits. Yeah. It's um not, I think it's better than the. Do you? Than, yeah, I, I've yeah, I've got another one as well. Um, I think their range from before they became like a fashion house uh, is better, if I'm honest. And this is an example of that. Okay, I don't hate it. One of my, I would, I would love to go and watch the game. Been, how
0: do you pronounce it? Hutchie? What's the correct pronunciation?
1: Uh, Venezia. Venezia. I've been to Venice. Yeah. It's
0: a lovely place. Um, and we actually encountered some some Venezia ultras as we wandered through on a Saturday. Uh, although they actually play on the mainland, I understand, don't they? It's not actually the... uh,
1: I think it is on I think it's water based. I've seen it? people arrive, I've seen people arrive on boats for it. Hmm. I'd very much like to go and watch a game there. Um thoughts oh, on that? Club Bruges. Yep. And I like it. I like I it. like I like that. It's one of my favourite shirts of the season. Is it?
0: So yeah. for those for those not watching, it's um it's white with how would you describe that, Hutchie? Is it white?
1: Yeah, it's white, but it looks like a kid has drawn on it with black and blue pens. And it's got it's got like a, an interesting kind of V neck,
0: blue sleeve, and then black and blue. Sorry, um, what's the what's the word? Neck, and then it's got black yeah. and blue sleeves. Very yeah. nice. That is that is that a recent one?
1: Yeah, a recent purchase.
0: Will that hang there for a while or yeah, are, you to, just, are you going to move it on?
1: No, this is going to remain in the good little player on the back as well. Noah Lang, Dutch player, yeah. plays for them.
0: There we go. We really need to do something. We always have people say they want to see a special Hutch Kits show. We're going to have to do that at some point. because I One think day. People, I think people would really get involved in that. It's niche. I've seen what? them all. You've seen them all now. You haven't seen Absolutely not, Hutchie. I know you've got, because you're always getting new ones in. There'll be loads to talk to, talk through. Don't talk to kids. You're not going to get anything back from them. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, is there anything else to mention before we take our leave
1: and get on with our Monday? Um, um, Cambridge. Cambridge has sold out. Yeah, they've just sold out another away end. Sick. <laughs> Town are massive.
2: George Hirst will say that. He'll like, say, sick.
1: That's, yeah. that's you know, yeah, sick. that's the language <laughs> that the, the kids of today, uh, uh, the the modern up-to-date Young person's language, I believe.
0: Uh, to yeah, use the vernacular of the kids of today.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. um
0: Okay, cool. That's good news then to end the show on another sellout of an away game. Things are looking very good indeed, aren't they? um Anything else from you, Hachi?
1: Nothing else from me. No other super, business.
0: Super. um Well, the week has started well, friends. I hope you've enjoyed the first show of this week, bringing you news of towns' tonking of a championship side in the FA Cup and also signings are plenty and maybe a few more in the pot as well. Certainly one more. Watch this space on that one. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, it helps us greatly with the visibility in the iTunes chart. It helps more people find us. And also, obviously, support our sponsors. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery of all that excellent stuff they've got there. And also, of course, if you like your pickle ginger, Google Ginger Pickle, the GOAT of digital marketing. Tony Southgate and his team there can help you with everything you need, digital marketing, SEO, optimization wise um, and that's it then. Yeah. Follow us across social media. Kings of Anglia on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Rossi, there's something good going to be coming to our YouTube channel, isn't there, in short order. You missed last week's pod on Thursday because you were on shoulders with a proper Rich Town legend. When is your chat with Mr. Holland going to be out? And can you tell us a bit about it?
2: I don't really want to say the day just in case it doesn't go out that day, but it's definitely this week. So um, yeah. look out for it. But no, good chat with Matty Hollands. Um, a new feature called In the Pictures, where we look back at some great pictures of his town career, some great memories, as always. A lot of stories that I'm sure you've heard before, but it, it, it felt different for me because he just, you know, just, just sees emotions when he sees a picture and certain players in a picture. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. yeah, look out for it when it goes out, whenever it does go out.
0: You sent us a, a little, a little blooper from it, which incredible, yeah. Ross. was started off by by you saying, "Well, hello, hi, Met." You got his name, <laughs> got, yeah. got his name wrong. It's yeah. not even a hard one to say. Did you ask him if he's a vampire as well? That's the line we've always been after.
2: I didn't think it was the right time to ask him that question. Maybe in, yeah. in the future. Yeah, 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 maybe we'll get
0: we'll get there one day with a
2: big exclusive yeah. on on
0: on Holland being an undead. We feast on to be and...
2: fair, a question did come up about you know when he first signed and like I oh, yeah. haven't changed much, Matt. So, and he, you know, he said a few more gray hairs here and there, but yeah, he hasn't changed, has he, really, from when he first signed for the club? He certainly hasn't.
0: The bastard, he's got the secret to <laughs> to youth, right? Then, um, I'm digressing again, friends. We've got to go uh, and start working on other stuff. Nathan Broadhead might be happening, you never know. Exciting times, isn't it? Exciting to be an Ipswich Town fan. I hope you've enjoyed the first pod of the week. We'll be back later on this week to talk about Plymouth, which is massive, huge, monumental, gigantic, gargantuan. Have a great start to the week. We'll speak to you next time. (laughs)